This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar. And as always, we'll talk about local and national sports as well as pop culture. This is episode number 47. I can't believe that we've done more than 45 podcasts. I can just remember after the Jewish holidays of last year going in and starting a Corbett pocket at the library. And speaking of the library, because of COVID, library hasn't been open. That's why you don't have my intro and outro. That's why you just have me talking the whole entire time. And that's because of COVID, with sports seasons being suspended in the middle, then continuing it later, seasons uh, delayed. There hasn't really all these sports and stuff like that. But football just started this past week. Baseball is getting close to the postseason. WNBA just started the playoffs. And we're at the conference finals for both the West and the East in basketball. And we're about to get to a Stanley Cup final with the Dallas Stars being the first team to be set for the Stanley Cup final. So, as always, I'll just give you some of the headlines in sports news. Doris Burke will become the first woman to ever have been an analyst for NBA Finals and a conference final for both on any platform. As she's been a player, a coach, and a broadcaster for both male and female basketball. She's a legend in the industry. Very respected, so congratulations to her. Burger McFarlane, who got demoted from Monday Night Football, but is getting college football. He's going to host NFL Primetime with Chris Berman Boomer, which is on ESPN Plus at night times on Sunday night. Because Tom Jackson, who had worked with Boomer for years doing NFL Primetime on regular television, opted out this season due to COVID. Angel McCaughtry is now 8th all-time in steals. Congratulations to her in WNBA history. Daniel House, the whole story about Daniel House, crazy. Somebody said, oh, there's a COVID test they allowed in his room for multiple hours. What were they doing in there? Was he cheating on his wife? And then they mentioned Tyson Chandler in the report and because the woman that they questioned didn't mention him. And it's all this stuff, and they find out that he let a woman into the room for multiple hours like they weren't supposed to be, and that broke the violation. And because he admitted to it, they just said, yeah, get out of here, um, get dismissed from the bubble. So the Rockets were without him for the rest of their series that ended. So that's interesting. They sent him home to his wife if he supposedly cheese on her. That's an interesting thing. St. Louis Cardinals are going to play 21 games in 16 days. That's interesting because they had COVID and they missed a lot of games. And in WNBA news, Brianna Stewart is fourth all-time in points and rebound in Storm's history and won comeback player of the year. So congratulations to her on that. Former wide receiver of like the Jets, the Bears, etc. Josh Bellamy stole $12.1 million in relief fund for COVID with wire fraud and conspiracy commits, bank and wire fraud, small business loans. So he took out loans for businesses with his family and, and saying for his family because of COVID and he uses money like an Armani, Gucci, jewelry, all these things he's not supposed to. So he's probably going to go to jail for that. On September 10th, which was last Thursday, it was the first day in history that the NFL, the NBA, the WNBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer all played at once. And you can add the fact there was also tennis going on. So it was like a humongo day of sports with so many things to watch. Happy trails to Akeem Tlaib, the former cornerback. Eight, retired age 34. All-pro one time, second all-pro. First round pick of the Buccaneers. He played for the Patriots, Denver, LA Rams, and Miami. Won the Super Bowl with the, the Peyton Manning Denver team and was a five-time Pro Bowler. He decided that he's done playing football after the Patriots just traded to the Dolphins last year in the middle of the season. And he was recruited to come back from Bill Belichick, but he sat to think about it. And because he said it took me a couple of days to think about it, he has decided that, yeah, if you got questions, you may not want to come back. 
Carlos Boozer, former NBA forward. He's earned his Duke diploma after 18 years from when he left college. Congratulations to him. The Giants canceled two games this weekend due to COVID. Hopefully everybody's okay. Football news. Kicker Brandon McGann has signed a $17.2 million, $9.5 million guaranteed contract extension. Stephon Gilmore is getting a $50.5 million pay bump for this year. Shane Bieber, Major League Baseball, is a hunt is got a hundred strikeouts. He's the fastest pitcher ever in a Major League Baseball history to get this this many this least amount of games and in inning. Congratulations to him. John Lewis, rest in peace, the legendary civil rights activist, was honored as a captain for the Falcons this past weekend. Isaiah Wilson, Titans first round draft pick offensive tackle, was dressed for DUI this weekend. The team did didn't discipline him, but they said it's a you know, young people make mistakes, so that's interesting. I'm guessing it's a first-round pick. They don't want to really get rid of him. Kenny Albert, who is most famous for being Marv Albert's son, but also being a very good broadcaster in his own right, where he calls football games on Fox Sports and he calls hockey games for NBC Sports Network. Due to the fact that he was in the bubble and Canada had got strict protocols and then entering the United States and football having their own protocol, he's going to miss the first couple of weeks of calling games because of all the quarantine and stuff. So for those... Hoping to have Kenny Albert call your games, you're going to be stuck with like somebody like Dick Stockton. Alvin Kamara of the Saints gets a five-year, $77.13 million, $34.38 guaranteed for his contract extension. Cooper Cup got a three-year extension. That's interesting. Running back Dalvin Cook also got a five-year, $63 million extension. And on sad news for the 49ers, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, is going to place, was placed on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for a couple of games as their number one wide receiver after losing Emmanuel Sanders and Marquise Goodwin this offseason. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly has agreed to a contract session. They'll keep him there through 2024. And Candace Dupree now has the sixth most rebounds in WNBA history. Congratulations to her. Jose Abreu had four plus hits, two homers, seven RBIs, five runs. In one game, he's the first player to do in Sox history. He's really leading the way to being Major League Baseball's MVP in the American League. Russell Wilson has now 30,000-plus passes and 4,000-plus 4, yards rushing. And the only other quarterback to ever do that is Steve Young. It's pretty impressive company. Gardner Mitchell was the only player in NFL history to throw three touchdowns with a 95 percentage completion percentage. He's the first one ever to do that. That's interesting for him. Colts sad news, they've lost their running back Marlon Mack to an Achilles injury for the rest of the year. Good thing they drafted a running back within the first two rounds. That will help them out there. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, the head coach and the GM of the Bears, gifted all their players Air Jordans before the game. Sad, bad news for the Cowboys. Kyle Vander, Kyle Vandernoy, I mean Kyle Vander Esch, have been placed on the injured reserve, and so is their tight end Blake Jarwin. So they've lost a key defensive player and a key offensive player. Congratulations to Albert Poole. He tied Willie Mays to having 660 home runs. And it's pretty impressive for a guy who everybody considers clean to have all the home runs and all the hits. Congratulations to him. Paul Gasol the other day and his wife had a child. And they named her Liz, of course, Gasol. But guess what the middle name is? Gianna, after Kobe's daughter who passed away tragically in the plane crash. Mike D'Antoni, after them firing his whole coaching staff, Trading away Chris Paul, getting Russell Westbrook, and then trading Clint Capella and making the team go all small as a way to maximize three-point shooting. Knew that he wasn't probably going to come back. So before the coach gets fired on the plane ride there, or just before the plane ride there, he decided to tell everybody, including his team, that he is going to be not coming back this year. He was a one-time assistant head coach for the Sixers. The Pacers have an opening. The Pelicans have Zion. And the Bulls have an opening. 
just to name some teams. So he's got plenty of places that he could choose to become the head coach. Because the Nets and the Knicks already hired their coach. Now, Stephen Cohen has officially bought the Mets. Speaking of New York teams, the first time he tried to buy it, supposedly didn't have enough money, so it didn't go through. This time it has gone through. Sunday was the first time that ever the 10 black quarterbacks started for professional football. Congratulations for that. Bill Ambeer has now the third most wins in WNBA history. Congratulations to him. Speaking of good head coaches, Nick Nurse has agreed a multi-year extension, and he deserves it. After leaving Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, this team was going to be like, oh, do they trade Ibaka and Gasol and Kyle Lowry if they, you know, don't do well this year? But they had the top, they had a top, one of the few top seeds in the East, and they just almost made it. They went to seven games before losing in the semifinals, so he deserves it. Capitals hires Peter Lavalette, who won a Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes, and has coached other players, as other teams as well, like the Islanders, the Predators, the Flyers, and he used to be a one-time NHL player, so that's interesting news there. The MLB playoffs have been announced that they're going to be in a bubble. The World Series are going to be played in Arlington, te- Texas, because they just built a new stadium. They thought, yep, it's like state-of-the-art new stadium. It's the first time there's going to be a World Series in one site since 1944, which is interesting. And they're also going to try to have fans. So that's going to be another interesting element. For the ALCS, Petco Park is going to join Arlington. And... Um, because the NLCS is going to be done at, at Globe Life. I mean, at the new Globe Life Arlington Ballpark. And for the Divinal Series, Dodger Stadium and the Houston Stadium will also be used as well. So Minimate Park and Chavez Ravine. Aja Wilson is one player of the year. Congratulations to her. Courtney Vandershoot is one peak performer of the year. Congratulations to her. Sean Livingston, former NBA basketball player of the Warriors. Has joined the Warriors as a director of team affairs and player development. Congratulations to him. He's going into front office. Jets have signed Kellen Balazs because Le'Veon Bell, unfortunately, has gone on the injured reserve. It's not really gone out very well for Le'Veon Bell after sitting out with the Steelers and then getting less money from the Jets. And then last year, he wasn't great. And now he's on injured reserve, so there's no timetable when he's going to return. It's interesting about Kellen Balazs because the Dolphins were trying to trade him to the Jets, but he failed his physical so the trade didn't go through, so the Jets get their man anyway. But good thing the Jets signed Frank Gore, because they got Frank Gore, another veteran, to use as well. Dan McNeil was fired from CBS Sports Radio of the score in Chicago based on tweets about a Monday Night Football sideline reporter. It is not the first time he's made tweets or statements that have got him fired from working at ESPN Radio. So probably somewhere, like a streaming platform or satellite radio may sign him. Because he's been here done this before. He's been in the field for a long time. So, you know, in this day and age, I'm just going to say you can't just make derogatory comments if you can get away with them. Jeremy Lin has announced that he's going to leave China and come back to the NBA and wait for free agency starts and the playoffs are over. Donovan Mitchell has signed a MAC contract with the with the Jazz. It's well-deserved because he is their best player. And Derek Jeter, for those who know who's the owner of the Marlins, has a, has a mansion in Tampa Bay. He's listing it at $29 million, and this mansion is famous because when Tom Brady announced he signed with the Buccaneers and wanted to be close to the team facilities and whatnot, he was living there. And now I guess they kicked Tom Brady out, and he is um, going to be putting it on the market. Now, the, now in other news, the Patriots, after they cut Mama Sanu, he's gone to the 49ers. And I said, Marquise Goodwin, Emmanuel Sanders are no longer the 49ers, even Samuel's injured, them signing... Mohamed Sanu is a good idea. New Orleans point guard Alonzo Ball is, is obviously going full. I'm not going to do anything with my father's being my agent or my shoe company. 
He is officially signed Rich Paul in Clutch Sports. That's going to be interesting there. And as I said, in the NBA playoffs, the Nuggets had pulled off the upset of beating the Clippers. And the Raptors lost seven games to the Boston Celtics. And they're going to face Miami, who upset Milwaukee. The Giants have also postponed another game. They postponed two this weekend to COVID, as I said earlier. They have postponed game due to this unsafe hair in Seattle. Now, the NBA, they've done sixth man of the year, rookie of the year. They've done coach of the year. So they decided that they're going to announce all, and they've done, you know, all rookie and all NBA. So all rookie went to John Morant, who won rookie of the year, and went to Eric Pascal, who had a great year with the Warriors. John Morant's teammate, Brandon Clark, who nobody knew of and came out of nowhere, and Kendrick Nunn of Miami, who was undrafted player. Those are the ones that make sense. Zion made it based on name. I would have rather given it to Rory Hachimura of the War of the Wizards, excuse me, who played most of the season, or PJ Washington Jr. who played all of the year, or Terrence Davis of the Raptors, and then you got Tyler Hero and Kobe White as the other who, who have won uh, All Rookie Team second team. So congratulations to those guys. Interesting tidbit: Doc Rivers is only close to lose multiple series, leading 3-1, 2003 versus Detroit, and 2015 versus Houston, and now versus Denver in 2020. Not a really good uh, reflection on his on his resume there. And um, and Big Ten is announced they're gonna have a return of football in October. First reported by the Milwaukee Journey Sentinel. So they decided if every other co- there's some college you know, leagues uh, going out there, they might as well. Now, interesting news, if those who don't know, Maya Moore, one of the most decorated basketball players, no matter gender, in Olympics, college basketball, and professional WNBA basketball, and playing overseas, who decided the last couple of years to stay away from basketball to focus on fighting for justice for Jonathan Irons, who was wrongfully imprisoned that she knew when she was younger. And people would be like, why are you stopping in the middle of your career and doing this? You're, you're at the top of your game. You're, you're leaving the middle of your prime like a little bit Michael Jordan did when he left. So as she fought for him and as reported, as I said earlier on my podcast, that the man has been released, well, there's a twist. Maya Moore has married him. So I can understand now. You go, ah, I get it. She really liked this man, and she was fighting for him because they had a connection. So I know how long the man was in prison and looking into that. Well, that's an interesting tidbit. Congratulations to them. Wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, formerly of the Jets, is now on the Panthers. He had no idea that the Panthers had a bear mascot, so that's just something funny that he was just freaked out by a bear. Interesting also, Tibbet, Chris Paddock, the newly acquired pitcher of the Padres, who's a huge skateboarding fan, Tony Hawk gave him a skateboard. Now that's something interesting as well. Bad news for 49ers, I said Debo Samuel going the yard. Richard Sherman has joined him going on the injured reserve. Bad news for Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, the wide receiver, is now in the concussion protocol. And... Peyton Manning and Calvin Johnson are going to headline the 2021 NFL Professional Football Hall of Fame. So congratulations to them. Other people that are going to be up there are Charles Woodson as well. Steven Jackson, running back. Wes Welker and Roddy White, wide receivers. Tight end Heath Miller. Offensive lineman, Brickashaw Ferguson. Very interesting name. Offensive lineman is Logan Mankin. Defensive lineman, Jared Allen, Justin Tuck, and Kevin Williams. Linebacker Gerard Mayo and Peanut Charles Tillman for the defensive back. It's a lot of good names on that list. Congratulations to them for being nominated. 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis have both made NBA All-NBA teams. That's not a surprise there. Giannis, no surprise there. James Harden, no surprise there. Luka Doncic was All-NBA. That's pretty impressive for him this year. Second team is Damian Lillard, an actual point guard. Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, Nikola Jokic, and Pascal Siakam. All-NBA third team was Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, and Russell Westbrook. So what I'm guessing at is because Tatum and Butler could be listed as small forwards. They were under the front court option when Rudy Gobert and Simmons and Westbrook were backcourt. And how it is Nikola Jokic and Siakam are front court players with Kawhi. That's really what I'm getting at here. Congratulations to them. I really don't have any discrepancies on that as well. Now, I'm going to go quickly to television news before I get to football, like the Bears game and stuff. So, Parks and Recreation has announced they're doing another fundraiser town hall because they were on the other a couple of months ago doing Zoom. That was interesting. Sam Elliott has now been casted as the new mayor and family guy because for years Adam West was playing the mayor, tragically passed away. Anytime they would see use him would be, you know, archival footage. So, it's interesting that Sam Elliott's going to be the mayor there. And it's that in live news. Jim Carrey is now going to be Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. I'm guessing Woody Harrelson is too busy, and the man who was doing it before he became, when he was vice president, Jason Sudeikis is too busy, and John and John Mulaney's Biden was horrible. Didn't look anything like him. Sudeikis plays like a younger version, so I'll, I wonder how that's going to look, and how they're going to be, how much they're going to make fun of him, like they make fun of Trump. But that's going to be interesting there. In baseball roster news. Because we got to get to baseball before I get to the Bears. Because this is a local show, so I am going to get into the Bears. Giants have picked up Justin Smoke after the Brewers cut him. That's interesting. That they already have themselves a bunch of first baseman TH types on their team. Mike Cameron's son, Des Cameron, was called up by the Tigers. Like father, like son. The A's unfortunately have lost Matt Chapman for the season. Matt Chapman is probably their best all-around player because he's one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. And at the same time... He's one of the guys in the middle of their lineup. Now that is going to be a no, that's going to be a big crush to them, blow to them that they're not going to have their best all-around player on their team for a lot of the season. And they went and got Jake Lamb, who the Diamondbacks just recently DFA'd. So I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel there because Jake Lamb hasn't been good in a while. Now, since we're chewing on the DL, Andrus and Odor are back. Robert Gazelle, one of the Mets, after the moving rotation, he's gone to DL. That's not good. Nationals lose Howard Kendrick to the DL, but the Braves get Ozzy Alves back. Blue Jays lose Roddy Tellez to the DL. That's not good. That's their DH. Tiger get Jordan Zimmerman back. It's nice to see him back from injury. Cattell Marte, the best player on the Diamondbacks, is on the DL. That's not good for them. Marlins have lost John Burry to DL. We've got enough infielders to worry about that. The Cubs have cut Steven Souza completely. Yes, he was having a great year, but you were wasting time with A. Schwarber in left field and DHing and playing Caratini. So they decided they cut their losses to Steven Souza. The Yankees have signed veteran reliever Ryan Butcher. That's interesting. And for the Giants' side, Justin Smoke, they have DFA'd Pablo Sandoval. Now that's interesting. They say goodbye to him another time. Dallas Keuchel, Ty Malone, and Walker Buehler, three important starting pitchers to each team trying to make the playoffs, have gone to the disabled list. Royals have moved Matt Harvey to the bullpen. Blue Jays get Ken Giles back, so they get their closer back. That's a good thing. Blue Jays have DFA'd Caleb, uh, Caleb Joseph and... Billy McKinney, so that's another outfielder there. They just get rid of instead of trying. Indians DFA, Dominic Alone, the veteran. And the Mariners have outrighted Malik Smith. They're just completely done with him because he just can't hit. Jake Matryoshka was cut by the Blue Jays. He can't stay healthy. Phillies have DFA'd Neil Walker, and he's become a free agent. I know some will pick him up. 
The Nationals have lost Sean Doolittle to DL for the second time this year. That's not good for them. The Reds have cut ties with Matt Davidson and outrighting him. Brief experiment with him. Orioles DFA Mason Williams, short-lived tenure with them. The Braves DFA'd Robbie Erlin and cut him, short-lived tenure with them. The Royals sent down McBroom. That's interesting because they were playing him a lot this year until Hearn came back. The Red Sox get Nathan Uvalde back. They finally have their best pitcher back. Angels get utility player David Fletcher back. That'll help them out. The Rockets get their closer back. Wade Davis to help them out. Chad Pinder, with him and Chapman going to the L, they really needed somebody at third base. That's why they got Jake Lamb. Andrews, who just came back for the DL, went back on. The Reds have lost Sonny Gray. That's going to be a loss for them. Max Tepler has come back to the Twins lineup to help them out. The Orioles have lost Chris Davis again. I didn't even know he was helped. He was on the DL once this year because he hasn't been good in years. The Orioles got Steven Wilkerson. They're an exciting utility player. The Orioles have also brought Andrew, uh, you know, Austin Hayes back, so they got themselves another outfielder. The Brewers picked up Billy McKinney, which is interesting because are they going to play him and Gamble and this other guy in the outfield? Or are they continue to play Avi Garcia out of position? I don't know what you're thinking there. The Reds get Senzel back, so they help them out. Braves are the team that signed Pablo Sandoval, and the Braves have had already had Matt Adams and Scott Shevler taking at-bats on this team, and they already have a first baseman and a third baseman. And they got enough outfielders, so that's interesting what they're doing there. Phillies have lost retirement to the L. That's not good. The Reds barely had Nick Williams on the roster. The Phillies wish they could have him back. The Reds DFA'd him. Tigers have sent Grayson Griner down and called up Eric Haas. They're shuffling the deck on backup catcher. Jared and Justin Turner back to help them out in the postseason run in the middle of the lineup. Yankees get back both Judge and Giovanni Urshela to help out their lineup. Marlins get Serpico Sean Rodriguez back to help out the second base. The Rangers have DFA'd Luis Garcia. Short... Not a long tenure with the team there. Altuve's back to help the Astros back for the postseason run. Tigers have lost Jonathan Scope, but did Nico Goodrum back, so kind of canceled each other out. And the Red Sox have interest in cut Jonathan Recroy after not even having him whatsoever on their team. Andrew Romine, who I thought was with the White Sox camp, is now signed a mildly deal with the Rangers because the Rangers are just all over the place. The Phillies have indeed did pick up Jonathan Lucroy after the Red Sox have cut him. That's going to be interesting. They're not sure what's up with JT Romuto's minor injury. And they got Greg Bird because they're not sure about Reese Hoskins' injuries. The Phillies have promoted number one overall pick, Mickey Moniak. So that's going to be interesting to see the man play. Because, you know, the Phillies, if they're not going to make the playoffs, they might as well play Alec Bohm and him. You know, the two of the better prospects as well. Cardinals have sent down Lane Thomas to the minor leagues. So that was short-lived in the major leagues for them. And then Dodgers plays reliever Taylor Ferguson on the deal. That won't help them. Aaron Judge is also back. The Yankees are hopefully getting full strength with their lineup to help them out. The Astros have lost Chris Davinsky to elbow surgery, so that will not help them in their bullpen. And the Rockies officially shut down Jonathan Gray. Any postseason attempt is not going to be good without their eight. The Royals have opted Jacob Junis and Matt Harvey's officially been placed on the disabled list. It's two pitchers gone. Ken Giles, if they're coming back briefly for a week, he is now on the DL, but they get Teoscar Hernandez back, so that's good for them. And as I said, don't worry, I'm going to get to the Bears. Because it was I previously used to do before COVID was I would talk to you about the Bears and the football and maybe a basketball football story. So that's really what, you know, I would do. But before I do that, I have now seen that Jake Odorizzi is back from the DL for the Twins. They really need pitching help with this postseason attempt they have because they're not in first place right now. So that'll be good to Jake Oder, get Jake Odorizzi back. The Phillies, though, unfortunately have lost Jake Arrieta to the DL, so that's another blow to their 
to their momentum of trying to make the playoffs this year by having Zach Wheeler help out the rotation. The Yankees officially put James Paxton on the 45-day DL, so he's not going to be helping them anytime soon for the postseason. Now the Bears came. It was incredibly horrible to watch on both sides of the ball because Mitchell Trubisky only had like four completions per quarter. It went up to eight in the fourth quarter. He went from 40% to like 80%. He went from 43 yards to about 89 yards. And he went from 19 for tw- 19 to 29 for the longest attempt. And they had five punts and one turnover on down. It looked like they were completely lost whatsoever. But somehow, in the game, they completely change overnight. And in the middle of the fourth quarter, he looks like he's incredible. I've never, ever seen a quarterback that could look so horrible in the first three quarters. And, of course, they're in the red zone. And he either overthrows his receiver, locks into one receiver. Matt Nagy, God forbid, won't call run plays when you have... Patterson, Cohen, and Montgomery, and you're in the red zone, run the ball? Like, I don't understand it. It's common sense to run the ball when you're that close to the end zone, but of course, I'm not getting the big bucks to be Matt Nagy. You think that somebody who worked for um, Andy Reid would know to run the ball because Andy Reid's had some very good running backs. So yeah, that whole entire thing where like the Bears defense also looked horrible. Like, they were just letting Adrian Peterson, Kerry Johnson, and that and the rookie running back of the line just eat up yards. They they let Matthew Stafford throw the ball all over and get themselves up by that much in the in the fourth quarter. That That's where I'm just like, okay. You let, the, you let the Lions score 23 points on you, and you don't do anything about it until the fourth quarter where, you know, you came up with some crew defensive, crucial defensive plays. The Bears now have 22 interceptions against Matthew Stafford. It's like the most he has against any other appointment, uh, you know, opponent. It may just be the Lions lining, and against the Bears, they look horrendous. Now, interesting tidbit is Mitchell Trubisky has thrown the most touchdown patches in his career versus one team, the Lions. So I don't know. It's just football's a finicky sport, but the Bears again look exactly like they did last year. Trubisky focusing on one receiver, overthrowing his receivers, throwing balls at double coverage, getting almost almost picked off every time. The defense wasn't as good as it was two years ago, but they're not usually going to allow them to score 27 points straight and not do anything about it or let the, all that running backs run all over them. So I think it's best if you maybe go Nick Foles because Nick Foles is not going to focus it on one on one guy, okay? He may audible it out for a run play. He may throw the ball out of bounds, but he's not going to try to force it into double coverage or anything like that because I know we know what his limitations are. Trubinsky thinks that he's better than he is, so that's kind of why he's trying to over overdo it sometimes. Matt Nagy just got to run the ball. Now, interesting in football, in terms of games that happened this week, things that were surprising were the Raiders beat the Panthers. You're going to say, why? The Panthers are predicted to be a last-place team. But the Raiders last year got blown out like six times. They're, they moved to a new city. You know, they, they added a bunch of new players to that defense and to their offense, so you think you would struggle. But they, they won, so that's pretty interesting. Really what a crucial was is they missed an extra point. They come back to haunt them. Now, another interesting thing is the Colts are the best team in their division on paper. But it looks like Phillip Rivers went back to being what he is, throwing the ball away, but also being down early because the Colts' defense let Gardner Minshew, as I told you, have three touchdown passes and have that, the completion pressure of 95%, the first one ever to do that in the game. That the fact that the Jaguars, they're trying to be taking for the worst record so they can get a new quarterback. And then they go up and have Gardner Mitchell has a great game. And their defense gets two interceptions and, they, and the Colts miss the field goal. Like, come on. 
that's more of an upset. But as I said, with divisional rivals, you never really know what's going to happen. Like in the Eagles game. Eagles took a 17-7 lead at halftime due to Carson Wentz throwing two touchdown passes. But they went downhill. Chase Young in that young defense picked them off two times, sacked them seven times, forced them to turn the ball over on down twice. And then they lost three fumbles completely because Carson Wentz, you know, had two interceptions, sacked the time, and then he lost one of the three fumbles. And then the team missed the field goal. So, like, you're making all these mistakes. I think anybody can take advantage of that. Now, another interesting thing is how we go look at division, that the Cardinals, you know, over the 49ers. Cardinals are up and coming. They got a good offense. But the 49ers have a great defense. I don't know what happened here. You know, Kenyon Drake had a good game. Kyler Murray had, had, a, had a good game, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Garoppolo even had two touchdowns. But I guess they just this, they continued, you know, just, just you know, choke there. Like, how many times the Super Bowl team that loses the Super Bowl not have a great year? Because here's Arizona missed two field goals. I don't get how you can't take advantage of that. So that's just an incompetency there. And then, Titans beat the Broncos. Saw that coming. I saw the Steelers beating the Giants. I also saw the Rams beating the Cowboys. Saints beating the Buccaneers. Chargers beating the Bengals. Patriots beating Dolphins. Packers beating Vikings. And I had the Bills obviously beating the Jets. I had the Seahawks beating the Falcons. I also had the Ravens beating the Browns. And the Chiefs beating the Texans. So it was only really the Raiders beating the, the, the Panthers. And the Jaguars and the Cardinals, who are supposed to be last place teams in their division, beat the first place team. Thanks for listening to another edition of On the Radar, episode number 47. Number 47. As always, get your podcast um, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, or Spotify. On the Radar at Blog, like and follow on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Radar4428. Subscribe to my YouTube channel for baseball observations and movie videos, reviews, at On the Radar for YouTube. And Anchor hosts my podcast, so if you want to donate, you know, a dollar or, like, whatever, you can go there. Working on my website soon, it'll be up, and you'll be able to see everything I've ever done all in one place. Thanks for listening to On the Radar with me, your host, Radar, local national sports and pop culture. As always, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.